guys, it is Hot Take without the Hot Take here, and yet again we are back with another Junior Senior Two Views. I'm here with Senior. What up, what up? And in the words of an old Cardinals coach, they are who we thought they were. Ah, Arizona, you are just, you are so predictable. Ooh. I said it for weeks. This is why I was sus on the Cardinals. This is why I was suspicious of them in the middle of the season. Mm-hmm. Seven and zero, oh, I considered them yeah. contenders. Yeah. I said I got they got a couple things they need to work out before I say they're going anywhere in January. What'd you do? Kyler gets injured. They they steer the course for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Kyler comes back. They play like garbage, mm-hmm. and they come into January and lay an egg mm-hmm. at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. The offense was absolutely putrid. Mm-hmm. Kyler threw. The most hilarious interception I've seen. Why didn't he just take the, take the safety? It was a pick six. He could have just taken the safety. Instead, they got four extra points. So, on the heels of this wild card game, it's very it's, it, it, interesting to note a couple things. Okay? Caleb Murray's first playoff game. Cliff Kingsbury's first playoff game. Okay? So, I, um, I know it's easy to say the Cardinals... Didn't show up. And they didn't show up in this game. But they weren't the better team. That's all there is to it. Here's the thing, though. Kingsbury has the gall to say this team is still a young team and it's they're, they don't, they're not really experienced. You brought how many veterans onto this team and you're still not experienced? Yeah, but those... How long has Arizona... How long has Arizona been the retirement home? How long? How long? You brought... AJ Green? Okay, okay. JJ Watt? Right. So you brought in... J.J. Watt, who was injured for quite a spell, okay? Yep. I understand what you're saying, that there needs to be more accountability here. But ultimately, the Cardinals were not the better team. And because of the fact... Let's give the Rams some credit. Oh, yeah. The Rams, Shall we the, now? Because the Rams... Okay, I'll give the Rams their props. They were incredible. Stafford was efficient. He was deadly. He only, he only it, made 17 attempts. To and he gets, it, he, gets, he gets his first playoff Finally. Win. He was 0-3 in the playoffs. He, he, he was unbelievable in this game. So And they ran the ball. And they ran the ball. And they ran the ball some more. And they relied on the play action. So, and then the defense was all over the place. Calamari had nowhere to run. Yep. So that's, that's Aaron Donald was a straight a straight menace in this game, by the way. Right. But the car but the Cardinals, in my opinion, you need to get rid of Kingsbury. He's holding you back. Why is Dave Kime still the GM? Isn't he the one who over, oversaw all those terrible drafts, hiring Steve Wilkes for one year and then getting rid of him? Why is he still the GM? I don't know. I, Look, as far as I see it, I think Cliff Kingsbury is the guy going forward. You're not going to get... No, 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 no. But we'll see what happens next. Moving He's on. holding this team back. It's as simple as that. Moving on. All right. Mike Mayock is fired. He's out as Oakland... Uh, as... Oh, I said Oakland. And oh, that's how... Whoops. That's how they should... Whoops. They should be L- No, LA. Whoops. Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Whoops. As, the, as the Raiders GM. Um, honestly, I saw this one coming. Uh, him and Gruden oversaw some of the biggest flops in drafts I've seen mm-hmm. in a while. Mm-hmm. 2019, they had the fourth overall pick, mm-hmm. and they take a really bad reach taking Cleveland Farrell when they could have taken someone like Josh, Josh Allen, the defensive end, mm-hmm. or um, Ed Oliver, some of the better defensive players in that stacked 2019 class. Mm-hmm. But nope. But nope. Yeah. Nope. They take Cleveland Farrell. The next year, they take two... 
guys in the first round who are both out of the league now. Both of them are gone. And that, there, may I remind you, that was Henry Ruggs and, uh, who was it? The cornerback. I forgot his name. I, I forgot his name. Either he's, way, forgettable. He's Look, forgettable. Drafts are drafts, though. I, you can't, that's every team's story. Every team. Talk about, you could draft this person, not draft that person. I think this speaks to the fact that maybe there's something in the water here that Riz Passaccia is. There's no word on him yet. And may I remind you, may I remind you that all of those picks that they burned were from the, the from the Khalil Mack trade. Right. So they traded the, the best asset that their team has had in a long time for basically nothing. Well, I think this, I think this opens the door as to whether or not Jim Harbaugh is serious about becoming a coach in the NFL again. So, I mean, I don't know whether or not this is going to be a situation where... I think Rich... This Rich, might be a situation where the GM comes in and there's a coach for Brissaccia. That's what you got to roll with. I think Rich Brissaccia should be given a full season. Brissaccia. He okay, deserves next. it. All right, moving on. Harbaugh to stay. Well, that's, that's I, the big thing I now. feel like he's going to stay. I've said this. I said this a couple weeks ago. Does he really have much incentive outside of personal ambition to go back to the NFL? Hell yeah. Out, outside of personal ambition? No, but, but, but this is this thing. I think this is the thing I said before is that it's college is college. You know? Kids come, kids go. But you're there. You get paid more. College, co- college coaches get paid a hell of a lot more than NFL coaches. But there is, a, there is more here. There's, to me, there's something. And the connection is John Harbaugh, who's won two Super Bowls. His brother has made a very successful career. So whatever happened to Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco, I think he wanted a little more control of personnel and didn't get it. And well, that's why he left. Well, well because Trent Baalke right. threw him out. So I believe that if the right opportunity is there, Jim Harbaugh will decide. Now, it, all the chips are all lined up. They have to all happen. Everything has to just fall into place. So if Harbaugh says yes or no, then the next person can, well, can go and Well, look. you did suggest the Bears, but why would he go to the Bears? Because he played with them for yeah, 10 but, years. But the Bears are a mess right now. Why would he go there? He Harbaugh's smart. Smart. If anything, he's smart. He, if I'm if Jim, anything, he's smart. He's smart, yeah, he's smart. Yeah. You sure he's smart? Yeah, I'm sure. If Jim Harbaugh is looking at the state <laughs> of the... If, uh, as, as much as he would probably love <laughs> to go back, he's looking at the state of the Bears right now. Why would I? Why would I coach this future offense? It takes time, and because if you're there and you're part of the process to get the Bears where they need to be, then you're the toast of the town. That's the key here. I mean, he's got the job if he wants it. That's the question. It's still up in the air as to whether or not he wants the job. So right. let's see what happens. Maybe Michigan offers him a lifetime deal. He can't turn away from. All right, Dallas aftermath. Oh. We, we are seeing the meltdown of Cowboys fans the world over. Meltdown. And they are complaining about the fact that ref ball was against them in this oh, game. There was a conspiracy. A Here's the thing. You don't call a QB draw with that amount of time left. And the reason the ref ran, into, ran onto the line of scrimmage is that there's a rule that a quarterback can't spike the ball with that amount of time left unless a ref sets it. That's yes. why the ref did the right thing yeah. in that situation. He didn't interfere with the play at all. No, not at all. And but may I remind you, there was a little bit that a lot of people haven't noticed. Dallas gained eight extra seconds beforehand 
for that drive. So the ref ball was against San Fran. Good job. You played yourselves. You took a uh, an egregious amount of home cooking and just blew it to bits. So, yeah, I, I think that this is this is a situation where both you had both Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott talking to press. Kind of pushing the refs under the bus. But also, also Dak Prescott saying that, that the fans were right to throw things at the refs. Look, I... It, first of all, he's been fined. Second of all, he had to pull it back. He had to pull his statements back and you, apologize. Are you telling... But in the heat of the moment, that's what's happened. I think out of this now is an interesting situation developing. Because now you have Dan Quinn as the bell of the ball. He everybody yep. every team wants him now. Yeah, because he he and did so, a good job with this. And defense. so the dilemma there is for Jerry Jones. He's got his finger on the button, almost gonna touch it. And the question is, what do I do? Do I make a move now, fire McCarthy, and hire Dan? I'd say coach? I'd say you get rid of McCarthy and more. That game, what people should be people. Are you telling me that play calling was anywhere worth keeping him around? People should have been fired for what Dallas put on display in that in that fourth quarter. All it was right, absolutely right, right, putrid. Calm down. Next. All right. Moving on. We have Packers Niners. So the divisional round is set. It's set. Packers Niners. I'm sorry, San Fran. This is where your run ends. Packers are going back to the NFC Championship game. The Packers just have too much firepower coming back. David Bakhtiari coming back. Jair Alexander coming back. Like this defense is going to be going to be galvanized by the return of those two massive pieces. Mm-hmm. And obviously the offense is still firing on mm-hmm. all cylinders. Yep. I think Randall and, Cobb's coming off fire. Yep. The Packers have so much on the line. I don't think they're losing to the 49ers. Yeah. The so, Niners have had a tendency to be anemic yeah, this year. Yeah. So, and Dallas, they almost blew it. They yeah, almost blew yeah, it. Yeah. So, but I think this is where it ends for them. I agree. I, I think this is where the rubber meets the road for the 49ers. I think so much energy was spent on that game uh-huh. against Dallas. Yeah. And they every there were things going their way because Dallas couldn't control their own lines and were making huge penalties. I don't think that's going to happen here. I think Green Bay is far more prepared. They've had an extra week off. And you're not going to blitz Aaron Rodgers without getting burned. Yeah. So this is the only way I can see the Niners winning. The only way I can see this happening is if they somehow, some way, create some turnovers with gives them field position and they can run the ball. Because Kyle Shanahan's going to run the ball, but will he be able to successfully do it? Because if you don't, then you're relying on Jimmy G. Yep. Jimmy G's going to throw some picks if you're asking him to do too much. And that's what and if you think back to the 2019 NFC Championship game where um the San Fran ran all over Green Bay to completely rout them in that game. Yep. Jimmy Jesus did nothing in that game. No. All he did was rush Raheem Mostert run. All right. All right. On. Bucks Rams. This is going to be the most interesting playoff game out of this bunch right now. Um, it's going to be, I, it's tough because you, the Rams are red hot, but do you want to bet against Tom Brady? That's the question. It's, I'm not betting uh, against Tom Brady. Me neither. But I will give the Rams, it'll be a lot closer than what people think it's going to be because the Rams defense is all over the place. Yeah. And 
the offensive line that the Bucks are coming in with injuries. That yeah, offensive Tr- line Tristan Wirfs is out. That offensive line is is in trouble now. So you're going to be trying to protect Tom Brady, and he needs time. Yeah, and he's not Tyler Murray. He's not going to break free of tackles. Yeah. So I I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to and be- and also the Bucks have. Um, one other quality healthy receiver in Mike Evans. Right, but so, I think it's going to be that close. I think it's going to be closer than what people think it is. I think it's going to be, I think the Bucks will win, but it'll be like 21-17 or something like that, something low. The only way the, the Rams absolutely win the game is if Matthew Stafford does what he did in the wild card game. And I just no turnovers. I, I see, and they can run the ball. If they can do those things, they have I don't a know. Bunch of I think with Stafford, he, like, he is the Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. I think that he had an amazing game against the Cardinals. I have a feeling he might screw the pooch this oh, time. Well, look, I I think if he can extend the field a little bit and force the defense, Tampa Bay's defense, to have to play out. Yeah. Because you got forces just as much as Tampa Bay does. You got Odell on one side, you got Jefferson on the other side, and, and you got Cup in the middle. Yeah. So you have options to throw to. And I think that's why they'll try to test it every but now and then. But he is a gunslinger, and the Stafford giveth, the Staff, Stafford taketh but away. But he didn't give it. He didn't give it away at the playoffs in that wild card game. So let's see. Yeah, but does he do it in this game? Next, Bills Chiefs. I uh, I'm going to I'm going to say I'm, everyone's saying the Bills and to complete their redemption arc. I'm not. I'm going to say the Chiefs, just because of the fact that every time this year. Josh Allen has had a great game, a fantastic game. He's come back the next week and looked pretty bad. So I'm going to take the Chiefs on this one because the Chiefs are looking at it and they've had a week to look at what what the Bills did against against the Patriots and are saying, okay, this is what they did right. This is what they did right. Here's who we need to figure out on defense. I feel I feel like yes, the, the Chiefs' defense is anemic. But all this game relies upon for the Bills to win is if Josh Allen can do can do what he did in the in that wild card game against the Patriots. I think if he plays as well as he did in that wild card game, I think the Bills give themselves a very good chance of winning. But if he sort of if he has a mediocre game or a bad game, they lose. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go against you on that. I'm gonna say the Bills have a chance to win this game and I actually want the Bills to win. You look at both teams, they're like looking at each other in the mirror, right? Yeah. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, numbers are almost even as far as the season goes. Buffalo didn't kick the ball, punt the ball once during the wild card. Seven touchdowns. Yeah. Chiefs scored 41. I think the high score is either going to be really, really high scoring or it's going to nullify each other. I think this comes out of defenses. You got Leslie Frazier on one side and Steve Pagnola on the other side. I think it's going to come down to who makes the least mistakes. And it, look, I think it. I think it's a talk. I believe strongly when I say this. The winner of this game is going to the Super Bowl. Wow, that's how I feel because this is a wild. This is a championship matchup in the division round. I'm gonna say the Bills gonna win. All right, a little bit of word up. It's back. It's blank for Jake Paul to. Con- are we talking about Jake Paul? We're again? talking about Jake Paul. Why to, not? Con- to consider a possible exhibition match against Mike Tyson. <laughs> it's ludicrous. <laughs> Absolutely ludicrous. It's you're talking about Mike Tyson here. He may be what he's damn five years he's old. damn near sixty, but he's still he's still Mike Tyson. He's still he can still beat the crap out of anybody, especially Jake Paul. Oh my God. Jake Paul. 
see it. Uh, if he's Jake, I don't like Jake Paul. I've made that clear. But what he, he is smart. He knows that if he steps in the ring with someone like someone like a Mike Tyson or a Floyd Mayweather, he's getting killed. Okay, my word is it's death wish. Yeah. Okay. Jake Paul is an amateur boxer. His last fighter was Tyron Woodley, who's a UFC box fighter. Doesn't have the discipline of a boxer, but can still fight. Not taking anything away from look, I said it before. Not taking anything away from Jake Paul's training. His, his obviously preparation and getting ready to fight. Yeah. But this is Mike Tyson. This is a guy who would show up to the ring at a, at a young age, a young Mike Tyson, no socks, wearing the boots, no flashy robe, just get ready and knock out the guy in 90 seconds. Yeah. Okay? This is not going to be something that Mike Tyson is going to take with a, with, with, with a laugh. It's yeah. an exhibition match, but Mike Tyson is going to take it very seriously. Yeah. And I can see Mike Tyson... Seriously injuring this kid, although there's a 30-year age gap. I yeah. can see Mike Tyson seriously knocking his head clean off. Yeah. So if Jake Paul's even, and I know it's a lot of money on the line. I get it, but you'll need that money to get well. Jake, rebuild your jaw yeah, after it's yeah. done. Jake Paul's got his eyes towards uh, Dana White and and the MMA and, and MMA scene and the UFC. Saying, I need to stay away from I will, that. I will fight your guy if you do all of these benefits. For the for your fighters, which I actually give him respect for. Mm. But anyway, moving on. Frank Vogel to possibly get fired is blank. I'm gonna use this word again, farcical. Are you telling me this is his fault? <laughs> Frank Vogel's a good coach. Why are you telling me the puke on display that is the Lakers is his fault? Really? Le what's LeBron gotta do for Anybody to show up. They look so... They are like a comedy act. They look so undisciplined. They look so unmotivated. They just think a stock will fly above their head and deliver them the Larry O'Brien trophy. That's what they think is going to happen. That's the way they're playing. Because if I'm a Lakers fan, I'm absolutely livid as to what I'm seeing. I don't know how people can still watch this team and think it's entertaining basketball to see LeBron and a bunch of overpaid, over-the-hill bets tr like walt think they're going to waltz into the finals and win a ring. Okay. If the word I use is scapegoating. And I yeah. agree with the fact that you're basically pushing Frank Vogel off the table to say this is all his fault. Now, they won a championship, albeit under bubble circumstances with a healthy Anthony Yeah, healthy Anthony Mickey Davis. Mouse bubble. And so, but not taking away from the fact that they won the championship. Yeah. But this is this is, this team has lost, and we said it before, they lost a lot of youth, and they replaced that youth with Trevor Reza, who's played a thousand years in the NBA. They got too many old guys. They don't play defense. This Frank Vogel's a defensive coach. They don't. They don't play defense. And, and God bless LeBron. LeBron is running up and down. He's scoring points. They lost the other night. Yeah. Okay. To the Pacers, who hadn't won in LA since 2015. So, and he scored over 30 points. He scored 30 points, but it wasn't enough. But here's the thing with the recent Westbrook controversy. Frank Vogel was questioned as to why he had to take Westbrook out when he was shooting 29% from the field. He's got, what's he supposed to do? Leave Westbrook in there while he's bricking everything? Come on. It, it, it's, a, it's, it's not a good sign, and, but I can see Frank Vogel getting uh, fired anyway. So. Uh, well, I don't know it's why. It's not his fault. I feel, really? All right. Ben Simmons trade. Do we really have to talk about why BS? Why not? BS. Uh -huh. It's BS to talk about BS. All right. So there was an offer that apparently, <laughs> I saw this, 
the Kings apparently offered Tyrese Halliburton, Buddy Heald, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was Harrison Barnes, yep. two first-rounders and two second-rounders, yep. which is a King's ransom. That's a lot for one guy for can shoot. For Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Matisse Thybul. Yep. I think this trade makes sense for neither team. Okay. Neither team. Okay, Be- so... Because here's the thing. For the Kings, on the Kings' side, you're giving up pretty much be- be- two of your best shooters and a really good player in Harrison Barnes and a truckload of picks that could be something in the next couple of years, especially since in the 2023 draft, draft they're th- the NBA might be changing its rules on high schoolers, which mm-hmm. could bring guys like Victor Wembanyama into the draft, okay. which will be exciting, and Amani Bates. But and not only that, it'll give the Knicks, uh, no, the Kings, this uh, like floor spacing from the 1970s. Okay, so this trade that trades out there. But word on the street is that Daryl Morey is salivating over the idea that James Harden could become a free agent at the end of the season. He's knocked back an offer from the Nets. He's knocked it back, and there's rumors that he can he would consider. Going to Philadelphia. Now that would be a good fit between him and, and Joel Embiid. Oh yeah. So that's on the that's possible, but that's not going to happen until the end of the season. So no. it's almost fitting the fact that Daryl Morey said, "Buckle up, this is not going to happen right away." So no matter what's being thrown at the Sixers, and that trade it seems like that would be nice for them. Daryl Morey is going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do it, and until then, Ben Simmons can go kick rocks and go hang out with his friends. And shoot around and learn how to shoot and maybe, you know, develop a jumper. But right now, nothing's going to happen. And it doesn't look like the Sixers are worried about Ben Simmons because they're still playing decent without him. And Joel Embiid is putting up, like, MVP-like MVP numbers, numbers. what I've been saying. He, so, put, he put up 50 points recently. I think if the situation was different and, and, and Ben Simmons was, and let's say Joel Embiid did not, was hurt, not playing well, the Sixers were way under 500, this would be a different story. All right, Lonzo Ball getting surgery. <laughs> this is bad news. Bad news if you're a Bulls fan. Bad news. It, if it's you're tough, a Bulls fan. but it's tough. All right, it, it's, it's it's tough. Not good. But I I've looked at the time the timetable for his return. Six it's to eight a, weeks. It's six to eight weeks. He should be back in time for the playoffs. <laughs> but I am still high on the Bulls because you got Ao coming out and playing some good ball, and you still got Kobe White. Who is really good? I love Kobe White. So that gruesome twosome coming off the bench, whoever you want to plug in at the point guard position, I think the Bulls can ride this wave. It's a wave, all it, right. It's no, a more, tu- no more injuries. They can't afford anymore. It, it's a tough. It's a tough loss. It's a really tough loss. But the way this Bulls team is very interchangeable. What I've seen with the Bulls over the season, they're intercha- interchangeable. You lose one guy, you got Zach Levine. You've got DeMar DeRozan. You've got Vucevic to pick up the slack. You've got a really nice bench full of young guys who want to play for for their coach. Billy Donovan is having these guys play so organized. I'm loving what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can plug AO or Kobe White into the point guard position, and they're still going to play decent. Mm. They might. Without Lonzo, I don't think they'll hold on to the first seed. 
But they're still the, getting past the first. They're still yeah. getting, they'll get past the first round, but then that's as far as they're going. Well, honestly, yeah, I, I, I honestly tell you, uh, I'd be happy if they win a playoff series. Honestly, yeah, that's that's, that's about as much. That's as progress. Anything. That's progress for me yeah. as a Bulls fan because we've been through crap. Mm-hmm. We've had to sit through puke with the Garpax era. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they're even in this position to be competing for a, pl- a playoff series win is stunning to me. So I think they'll be able to ride this way pretty well. We'll see what happens. I think that it's gonna be it's gonna change up their lineup, but you know, as you said, you can plug somebody else in to fill Lonzo's shoes. We'll see what happens there. And they're they're interchangeable, like I said. All right, the drive thirty five years ago. So a little more than thirty five years ago, there was the drive. So that defined it almost defined a franchise in Cleveland. Yeah. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. So you know, the drive was John Elway. This yep. was this was I watched this. This was when I was a kid. You know, this was about John Elway marching down the field with five minutes and change from like the two yard line of the of the of the Browns to score a touchdown and force overtime, mm-hmm. and that led to a field goal, which changed the fortunes of the Broncos. Not necessarily because they ended up in the Super Bowl and lost to the Giants, but then ultimately Cleveland never got close enough. They got close enough a couple years later, lost again in Denver. And that was it. Yeah. So it kind of makes you think about where these franchises would have gone if Cleveland had won. I think I think either way, I feel like either way, it probably would have been the same. Because a lot of the stuff that happened after with the Browns, obviously then removed to Baltimore, and then John Elway, I think he would have won um, at least his two Super Bowls regard, regardless really? of, I, I of honestly, this drive. I honestly believe that that changed the fortune of Cleveland. That team was good. Yeah, Bernie Kosar, Ozzie Newsom, they had a good team. But I think their move to Baltimore probably may have may have happened anyway. I think it would have done our, the track, but I think it would have got them close enough to get to a Super Bowl appearance, and the fortunes may have changed if they had won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Over the fact that the Broncos went back how many times? They went back yeah. four times, won two. Yeah. So that I think changed the fortunes of Cleveland on that drug because by all account, I watched the game. It was a long time ago. Everybody thought the game was over. Yeah. But then John Elway just they, they just marched on the field. Yeah. All right. Uh, one more happy birthday. We got happy birthday to Tom Tebow. Tibbs. 64. Tibbs. I got a soft spot in my Tibbs. heart for, he's a former for, Bulls coach. for Tom right. Thibodeau. Of course yep. he is. Orchest- orchestrated some of those great early 2000s Bulls teams. The D, Ro- the D Rose era. Had Yo- Noah. Joe no, Kim, Joe Kim Lua, Noah, Luol Deng, some of those great, great Bulls teams. Just could not quite get They couldn't far get there because of the heat. Injured. Yeah, and, and the, the injury. Heat and, and LeBron. And yeah. LeBron and Wade. So, it, and he's sort of trying to figure it out with the Knicks right now. Yeah, I think he's figuring it out, but I think the Knicks still need things. But I think he's a defensive guy, always has been, always will be. Brought into the fold. Last season was... Kind of a surprise season because no one expected. Yeah, because a lot of do East, what they do. A lot of East teams flopped. Yeah, That's but I think, uh, but no one expected to see the Knicks that on that level. And he had, you know, guys playing like Julius Randle came out and started showing up. So I mean, happy birthday to Tibbs. I think this year is a little more challenging. Well, their defense, their defense is noticeably less organized than it was last year. Not as good. Not you know, they're definitely not as you know, not as. You know, keen and sharp as they were last season, but 
Happy birthday to Tom And uh, we'll see what Reddish does when he gets some decent playing time. When he gets some time to play. We'll see, I, I would love to see him decide to play Obi Toppin more. I love yep. Obi Toppin on the floor. It's exciting. Oh, well. That's it then. All right. So what that'll else? be... That'll be the episode for... Um, this is Friday's installment. Yep, that'll Don't be... Don't say Monday. Last week said Monday. Yeah, this I, is Friday. Yeah, this is Friday. This is Friday. This is Friday. So next week we'll have the uh, divisional championships the, the, the sorted. Cha- the cha- and, divisional NFC and, then, and AFC championships there and ready and waiting for us to decipher. We got more NBA on the way. No and baseball because it's no strong. baseball because forget it. Uh, we're, we're, not, we're not even going to focus on baseball because there's nothing cause, to talk about. There's nothing to talk about. There's nothing. Hockey, yeah, but I don't talk about hockey. You talk about hockey. Yeah. We'll we'll see when when hockey comes up. When if you're if you're willing to even dive into that, because and you folks, should. let me just say as as he always says, if you're on if you're coming from TikTok, TikTok welcome. We'll yep. put some more posts. Up we we do tuned. this. We do again. We do this thing every Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time, and every Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Uh, watch out for more sound bites. I'm going to be doing them a lot more consistently. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you on Monday. Adios.